Hey, it's Brian with Pop Culture Leftovers here. So I'm listening to last week's podcast, and Alil is talking about Almost Human and uh, a very funny part of uh, an episode in Almost Human. And then I immediately start to compare Almost Human probably at the worst Probably one of the worst scenes to compare Almost Human to Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It made no sense, and I feel really bad now that, <laughs> now that I've listened to it. So uh, let's uh, take a trip back in time, in time to last week's episode. I was dying the whole, the whole time in the beginning scene where you saw basically the robots naked, and then... Uh, oh, God, yes. <laughs> then Ken X, Ken X asked Dorian if he was like that, and basically he whipped it out for him. <laughs> yes, what does he do with it? I, I was dying. I just thought that that was... Uh... That was very clever and funny. I, I, I enjoyed that, too. I was laughing. I mean, that's the things that kind of pull me into that show. That's, I think, what's missing in the Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Yeah, that's, that's a great point, Brian. That's apparent, That's what's missing in the uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. You know, Coulson exposing himself. That's that. You just nailed it right on the head there, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Way to go. I'm a fucking moron. Episode 33. There's already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Gonna toss it, gonna taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it Can't erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carryover, counterculture, pushovers Pop culture Leftovers are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Steve. And we're the Leftovers. W- way to jump in there, Steve. We're the Leftovers. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Alil <laughs> <laughs> uh, will not be with us this week. He's not feeling well, so get better, Alil. And uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas uh, to you and yours. But we do have filling in with us this week a longtime listener, uh, as well as somebody who's been very active uh, with Pop Culture Leftovers and Sean Hamilton of Create Inc. Studios. Sean, welcome to the show. Uh, hello, gentlemen. How you doing? And uh, do I get a cool intro? I should have got an intro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now you're making your me- own intro. Jesus. What is this? Like, we're two minutes in. First week and he's winning his own intro. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hold up, hold up. I'll give you I'll give you an intro. Here we go. Hold up. That was it? That was that was cool. <laughs> oh good, I got it. This, this week on Pop Culture Leftovers, Sean Hamilton. Was that good? Oh, thank you, bro. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. How about this one? Yeah. Yeah. How about this one? That's even better. Yeah. This week on Pop Culture Leftovers, Sean Hamilton. <laughs> okay. All right. 
Um, yeah, Sean, it's good to have you on the show. Finally, uh, you've been—I uh, mean, you've—you've you've been a longtime listener, and we've talked—we've even talked on the phone before. So it's—it's it's nice to have you finally on the show. No, it's awesome to be here, man. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. No problem. Um, let's see here. Well, I mean, let's just jump into the show. I don't know, Sean. Did you want to talk about yourself a little bit? What you're into and. Uh, and, uh, um, I mean, I can give you a little synopsis. Yeah, please, <laughs> please break it down. Um, I mean, uh, I'm a graphic designer. I mean, I've worked uh, in probably every industry known to man um, in anything that had to do with artwork. I've done T-shirts. Uh, I did some comic book art. I've done every, literally everything. I've worked with you know Nike, Adidas, Reebok. Um, hands down, I mean, as things I haven't done, I don't know what I've. I've been a lot, so I'm an artist, um, and that's it, really. I mean, you guys probably have mentioned me tons of times, and if all the fans out there, if you've seen my artwork, um, that's what it is. And thank you very much for you know uh, uh, helping me out, and I'll keep it pushing. And if you guys want to see more, just let me know. Feel Abs- free to email me. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, give everybody your email information after the show. Yeah, cool. All right, so um, next week, remember, it's going to be our Leftover Award Show. Steve, what did we agree that we were going to call it? I think we are going to call it the Tupperwares. Yeah, the Tupperwares. That's going to be our uh, kind of like our little event, and we'll do that at year end every year, uh, which we are basically going to award the Golden Tupperware Award to our favorite you know, comics, TV shows, movies, things like that. We'll also have the... Uh, I guess what do you, I, like our toss it nominations and, and like the worst of the worst for this year two thousand. Yeah, the tossies. Yeah, the tossies. Right. <laughs> I like that. Um, but uh, that'll be next week. Uh, we definitely hope to have a little back for that one. We're going to need them. So, um, but uh, then I think the week after that. The first show in 2014. That sounds weird to say, man. We're like one year. When it hits 2014, we are one year removed from 2015. Do you guys remember watching Back to the Future when you were a kid? <laughs> oh, was that was that the part two? Yeah, that was part two, man. I saw that in the theater, dude. Yeah, so did I. And I Jesus mean, goodness, we're, here we are. I know, here we are. And if I swear, we're getting old as fuck, dude. That's the thing. We're just getting old as shit. Damn, I mean, every if, day. I tell you, if we don't have our Nike mags by that year, if they, if <laughs> Nike does not have, because they can't, they came out with one like last year or the year before. But it did. I saw that there was like a little a little commercial for yeah, it. Yeah, it, uh, it was like panned out, and you saw the Nike shoes. Yeah, it was Bill Hader. But, and, but see, I'll tell you. I'll tell I'll tell you guys that I'm like a huge sneaker guy. Yeah, yeah. And I have two friends that actually have a pair. Oh my god! And uh, right so, now I'm actually I'm actually I'm actually right now I'm holding a hoverboard right now. <laughs> you got the Mattel hoverboard? You know I do. Come on, now. is it in classic pink? <laughs> in the pink? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's the oh, that's there yeah, you go. absolutely. I've got a pit bull now. <laughs> Dude, and, um, I, I love Back to the Future, man. If if Pepsi, if they don't, if these companies do not capitalize on it next year, uh, 2015, I mean, like Pepsi needs to come out with Pepsi Perfect with the same bottle. Yep. Just yep. kind of like a limited edition. 
I mean, if these companies do not capitalize on this shit, they're stupid. I mean, everybody remembers all these products from 2015 in that movie. They need to just, they just need to do it. But see, Nike needs to do it right this time with the Nike mags. They need to make the power laces. But see, they can't though for um for for purpose for reasons of people getting electrocuted and like all that kind of stuff. The prototype for it was made, but they're scared that that if they make something like that, it'll <laughs> they'll have like a lot of lawsuits and like come on, yeah. You know, what would happen if it like didn't stop tightening? <laughs> it just kept going like a malfunction. You, like oh my god, you act like it's gonna squeeze people like grapes and they're gonna explode and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, so that so that, I think that's their that's their issue with that. Also, they can't sometimes like they can only produce a certain amount because of licensing. If like licensing things, like they can only produce maybe like a hundred, maybe to two, three hundred pairs. So that's why they're everything's going, always exclusive and limited. That's why they're going for like you know, th- you know, two thousand dollars on eBay. You oh know? yeah, crazy. I tr- I tried. I, yeah. I couldn't. I, I I can't go that far. <laughs> oh, I know, dude. I wanted one so bad. I mean, they're beautiful, but honestly, all I do—I'd never wear them. I would never wear them. I could never wear them. I'd be scared that as soon as I leave the house, it's either going to rain, or I mean, step in a big old pile of dog shit. Exactly. As as exactly, man. But they're beautiful. I mean, they light up just like the Nike mag in the movie, and uh, you plug them in. It's a, it's a, it's a shoe you charge. It's crazy. It's they're they're, they're actually really heavy. And I've actually had them in my hand. I've tried them on. They're so heavy, and they feel re- like there's. It's it's so hard to walk in them because you don't want to mess them up. That's that's the one issue that you have. That's, that's bet, it, so. Yeah, yeah. Probably walking around like you're tiptoeing and shit. You know. I mean, seriously, they're a beautiful shoe. They really are. Uh, yeah. One day. One day. One day. It should be 2015, but oh well. Um, Jordan Cortain, he's a listener of ours. He wants to know, guys, before we go into Good Pop, Bad Pop, I want to answer his question. He wants to know what characters we want to see in Marvel Phase 3. I know exactly who I want to see. Steve, who do you want to see? Well, I mean, there's already the rumors that we're going to see Black Panther and Doctor Strange. So, I mean, I don't want to go too far into them. Uh, But, of course, I want to see them. But I really want to see, I don't know how, I don't know if it would be possible, but Moon Knight. I want to see a good live-action representation of Moon Knight. Don't you think, like, Moon Knight would be better served for, like, one of these Marvel Netflix deals, though? Maybe. maybe. Because, like, I mean, okay. You're, you're probably right. They could get they could probably go more R rating-ish if they were going to Netflix. You know, there's probably not as many restrictions on right, it. Right, right. So, yeah, you're, you're kind of right. I mean, if, if, if you were going to do a Moon Knight, you'd want that to be a harder-edged character, not one of these light light Marvel MCU uh, characters. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, I personally would love to see a live-action Moon Knight film, feature film, but see, the problem is, I think Marvel's kind of scared to, like, pull the trigger on some of these lesser-known characters until they see how Guardians of the Galaxy performs in the theater. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, we got more news on Guardians of the Galaxy coming up a little bit later. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Sean? What characters would you like to see in Phase 3? I know you're, this, Sean, thank you for last minute, you know, jumping in on the show. I, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Um, and I know you haven't had a lot of time to think about some of the things we're going to talk about tonight, but do you have anybody in mind for Phase 3 that you'd like to see incorporated into the Marvel Universe, the cinematic universe? Honestly, I'd like to see Submariner, to be honest. I really would like to see Submariner. No one has actually been able to actually pull off an underwater character yet so i would actually like to see that and see how they would actually 
just you know bring that to the screen. I'm telling you, you guys are popular. awesome. You guys are awesome. <laughs> you both between the two of you, you picked both of my guys. <laughs> oh really? Yes. Nice, uh, nice. Black, Black Panther. But, but he's right because if 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 Marvel was able to pull off Submariner, it'd basically be like a like and what moment for like for like uh, DC. It'd be like, can you do Aquaman? We just did Submariner. Bring it, you know. Well, exactly. Oh, oh, n- n- believe it or not, guys, Namor was around first. You know, Aquaman is is biting off of is biting off of Namor. Really, so, I didn't know. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. So, um. Yeah, but that's who I want to see. I want to see a Black Panther movie, and I want to see a Namor movie. Now, I'm reading uh, Jonathan Hickman's New Avengers, and a big part of that storyline with is is the dynamic between those two char- two characters. And I would love to see them both in their feature film because, I mean, they're both strong characters. I just want to see Marvel just bust this thing wide open. I mean... If they introduced these two characters, they would introduce new worlds within our own world. I mean... Yeah, you know, just like Earth is just finding I, out that it's crazy that we're getting introduced to gods and super soldiers, you know, Hulk and, and and different aliens, and now we find out that there's a whole race on Earth in Atlantis, and then there's this ancient city in Wakanda that has this, you know, technology that even Shield is not even a hundred percent, you know, uh, they don't even have the grasp of the technology of the Wakandians. So I mean, to introduce. And, and you know Wakanda's been introduced in the films. They they actually yeah, showed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, in the Avengers, yeah, it was an Easter egg, and yeah. I think that's like one of the places where uh, Tony was able to get some vibranium. So I mean, those are two characters that I would love to see. I mean, and and both these characters have gone to battle with each other, and they don't see eye to eye, and that's a big kind of a big story arc that's going on in New Avengers right now. So I mean, if they introduced those two characters, I would be. I, Dude, I would be so I would be so fucking thrilled. And you're absolutely right, Steve. If if they if they can do a Submariner movie, and they can show DC what's up because yeah, DC, exactly. Yeah, it's, DC is so scared to pull the trigger on Wonder Woman and Aquaman because they don't know how they can treat these characters. You know, and I think that's that's where Marvel's going to succeed. They're just like, you know what? We're going to bring the comic books to life. We don't have to make everything gritty. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually I'm going to actually say that, you know, James Cameron is probably going to start the whole underwater thing because, you know, he's going to he's going to adapt that into Avatar, too. He said it's not going to be totally underwater. But yes, you're right. I mean, he is going to do that. I mean, with all yeah. his experience that he did with uh, the Titanic research, he's he's fallen in love with uh, the ocean. So, yeah, well, that, I, that, I agree. And, and, the, and the technology that he's going to use when he films his underwater stuff, he's probably going to invent some new technology. And then when he does that exactly. and, he, and, he, and he, he's filming these great, crazy cinematic underwater sequences, that's going to give DC and Marvel the, you know, the know-how. This is how you do it right. Right, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, I think you guys are, you guys are seriously uh, on the ball there. The only other character that I would like to see them introduce is Adam Warlock. I mean, if they are going to do the Infinity story, you have to do it right. You have to do it with Adam Warlock. You Benedict Cumberbatch? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch would be awesome as Adam Warlock, but my first choice would be Aaron Eckhart. Ooh, yeah. Oh, actually, really? yeah, yeah, I can actually, I'm, I'm actually with you on that one, actually. I like Aaron Eckhart. He's actually pretty good. Yeah, so I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I understand. Yeah, he was Two Face, whatever. I mean, but you know, I think, I think, I think you can put him in Adam Warlock. I mean, he, I think he could do that. I, I think it would be awesome to see him in a Marvel film, personally. 
So yeah, he's not two faced anymore. So you know what? It's, all dibs is up. <laughs> so I, I think it. there's gonna be. I think there's gonna be a shorter list of who's not in a Marvel movie at some point. Oh yeah, agreed. I mean, look right. at the American Hustle cast. The entire cast. I mean, on that poster, they're all <laughs> yeah. they're all superheroes. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the list of who's not in these superhero movies is going to be a lot shorter than who is in them very soon. Yeah, and even the voice actors for these Marvel films, it doesn't mean that they're just limited to being a voice actor. I mean, they could come back and actually be a character. I mean, you've got Vin Diesel. We're going to talk about this later, but, you know, we're going to talk about Vin Diesel as Groot. That's confirmed. We're going to talk about that later. It's, there's no reason why he can't come back and play another character in a Marvel film. Same thing with uh, Bradley Cooper. I mean, if they told me that they had Bradley Cooper, he's playing the voice of Rocket Raccoon. If they told me that they had Bradley Cooper lined up to also be Daredevil, Matt Murdock, I'd be totally fine with that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not like he's going to do the Rocket Raccoon voice exactly. in the Daredevil suit. So, you know, you're not going it's, to... It's, it's, yeah, you're right. Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel are both prime examples of how you can be a double dipper in a certain cinematic universe i agree man now, I, agree. I, got, I got i got a question for y'all yeah. now black bolt right what now is that did now does fox own that because that's a part of i guess is that part of spider-man and fantastic four oh no you know what i'm sorry i, I think marvel, marvel yeah i think marvel owns all of the inhumans properties. guys it's it's okay okay let's yeah let's jump into this okay marvel owns the inhumans <laughs> Um, and that's their answer for the X-Men. And they're setting that up in the comic books right now. Um, right now, in the comic books, what's happened is... Man, I don't want to spoil... If, for people that are reading it... You know what? Well, fuck it. I'm going to say it. They are setting the... <laughs> they are setting... They are setting the Inhumans up to be the X-Men for Marvel Studios. So what's right. what's happened now is... In the comic books, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know what happened in the Infinity events that Jonathan Hickman just had, then turn off the podcast now. Skip ahead maybe three, four minutes. But anyway, what happened was in the Infinity Infinity event, event is that yeah. Black Bolt set off a Terrigen bomb that basically all the people that were on Earth that – there are people on Earth since the beginning of time that had the inhuman DNA in them, kind of like the inhuman gene. And it took this this terogenesis bomb to be set off before it brought that out of them. So now there are these humans that are in these cocoons. And what's going to happen is they're going to come out of these cocoons and they're going to be inhumans. And they're going to have powers and they're going to look different and have all these abilities. So basically they're kind of like – the X-Men for Marvel Studios. And this is all getting set up right now. Nice. Well, well, that's that's a great way to explain powers because right now in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's very reality-based. There's not really a whole lot of special powers. Some magic and stuff, right. but there's not a whole lot of superpowers. Well, there hasn't, so. there, there's been Asgardian magic, but there hasn't been anything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and need... then super soldier serum, not like literally superpowers, like you're just magic. So Right, yeah. Well, the only, the only reason I brought up Black Bolt because I would like to see like Vin Diesel play Black Bolt. I agree. Yeah, yeah. either <laughs> either he's going to play Black Bolt or he's going to play Vision. I mean, there's no other character that I can see him not playing. Black right. Bolt makes the most sense because if he talks, you know, I mean, he can pretty much. Yeah, he's definitely definitely not going to do the same voice. 
Well, he <laughs> can't. He can't. He's Black Bolt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He can't talk. So. He can't talk. He, he, well, I'm sure he will at one point, but you know, it, he's gonna as a last resort. Um, man, we are off the yeah. rails, but that was fun. Dude, yeah, I was, I was about to say. I was about to say that too, but I didn't want to. I did want to say one more thing. Yeah, though, go for it. Start doing something else. But yeah, is it? Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be proper to have? Um, Iron Man's what's what's Iron Man's AI? Uh, Jarvis. Damn. Jarvis. Jarvis. Wouldn't it make more sense to have Jarvis become Vision in the movies? Let's get. Hey, let's. You know what? Hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, welcome to pop culture leftovers. Welcome to pop culture. <laughs> we, we left the rails a long time. I know. Time it's like we are. I know. The desert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm so, y'all should put me on here tonight because I'm gonna go off on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> See, th- that's that's basically what we do, anyways. It's <laughs> you know what? Let's just get into this, man. You know yeah, what? You know what? Fuck that. You know we're not going to conform yeah. to what society says a podcast should be. We're going to talk about this shit right here, right now. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. Before we can talk about the vision and go, we're going to go into good pop, bad pop. But before we can talk about the vision, I need to talk. We need to talk about certain events and things like that. Let's talk about the Paul Rudd Ant Man casting, okay? Because I think that has a lot to do with it, in my opinion. Yeah. Yes, exactly. If you're, yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay, so it's been confirmed. Paul Rudd is now Ant-Man, okay? It, he's been denying it for months now, and, and it looked like we were going to have either him or Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Ant-Man. And now that we're hearing about Joseph Gordon-Levitt producing, directing, and possibly starring in a DC Sandman film, he... Is not he was not the front runner, so then it looked like they had worked out a deal with Paul Rudd. Um, guys, we're gonna rate this, but I want to discuss my problems with how Marvel is handling the character of Hank Pym before we rate this. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Hank Pym in the comics is a scientist. He discovers what he calls Pym particles, and he's able to manipulate size. So he can go from really small to big. Uh, They need to have – in the movie, they need need to have fun with his origin. Uh, I mean it's pretty much – it's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids meets a Marvel film in a way. And when he discovers the particles, he shrinks himself. He comes comes across some ants, and then later he invents a helmet – that allows him to communicate with ants. I know that that's, that sounds corny, but it's part of his character, and they need to incorporate that into the film. Okay? Uh, another thing that's bothering me is Ant-Man was supposed to come out a lot sooner than it has. Yeah, I, I think that has a big, de- a big deal with um, who the main villain of Avengers 2 is. Right. Now, Edgar Wright yeah. had the script completed... But he didn't have time to direct a film because he wanted to do the movie At World's End with Simon Pegg first. Um, so now what that did was that pushed Ant-Man into Phase 3, which is the first movie after Phase 2 wraps up. Now we all know that the Avengers 2, Age of Ultron, the villain is James Spader as Ultron. In the comics, Hank Pym, Ant-Man, he creates Ultron who then later becomes sentient and evil, and then he blames himself for this, so now Ultron is going to be introduced before Hank Pym. Now they have to figure out a different origin story altogether for the character. Right. Now, I I remember hearing Whedon. Whedon said he didn't even want... He wants... The way that he wrote it is the way that he he has has nothing to do with Ant-Man, which... 
I mean, I don't agree with, but I mean, don't we all trust Whedon at this point? So, <laughs> so I mean, it's not. I mean, I, I don't. I, I hate when they. I hate when they go off from how the comic books were. But I mean, if he's going to tell a story, I, I trust his storytelling. So I'm going to say I'm, I'm a ride with it. But you know, we all we're all comfortable with what we know. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not I, I'm not blaming Whedon, man. I think this is I think part of this is and I love Edgar Wright and I understand what he did creatively. He wanted to make you know, he wanted to finish the Cornetto trilogy. I understand that. That's cool. But in a way, right. if he had been ready to make Ant-Man sooner. The origin wouldn't have to change, but now that it did happen later, now that the movie's going to come out after Avengers: Age of Ultron, it kind of messes with the timeline with Pym and Ultron. Maybe, maybe, but it all depends on what their timeline is because this is a this is not a comic book timeline. This is their own timeline. I mean, they're taking a lot of a lot of inspiration from the Ultimates line, but this is still their own thing. So maybe their um, origin for Ultron works for this intermedic universe. And, you know, it, it, I'm sure it's all going to gonna jive together somehow, some way. They've done, it so, they've done a great job so far. You know what, Steve? Actually, the connection's really not good right now. You actually sound like Ultron. Great. That, that was an effect I was using. I hope it worked. All right. Uh, hold, hold up. I'm, uh, tell you what. Let me... Let me uh... Let me pause this real quick. Hey, we're back. All right. We're going to rip the uh, uh, Ant-Man cast. First time to the show, we do have a uh, legal spell that works. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, hey Sean. You know, you're this is your first week on the show, and uh, I, you know, you being our guest, I want to get your thoughts on the Paul Rudd co- uh, casting, and uh, you know, just just what you're thinking, where, where Marvel's going with this uh, with this Ant Man character. Um, I mean, for me, I, I mean, I, I'm gonna because I don't want to say Tupperware, you know, because it's brand new and I don't know anything. Like, you know, I just know what I've seen. But I'm going to taste it because I actually like Paul Rudd. And I think he's funny. And I think he, he brings kind of a, a, a different level to the character. He kind of actually brings kind of a Tony Stark, you know, Robert Downey Jr. kind of style character. So I, I actually kind of I, – I, I like Paul Rudd, man. So I'm, I'm totally going to taste it. But I'm also – I kind of want to Tupperware too at the same time. So I, I can't do both. So I'll just taste it. That, that makes perfect <laughs> sense, honestly. I actually I, – I, can I follow that up? Steve, Go ahead. Cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll end it. All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow that up because that's kind of like where I'm going with this. I'm, I'm happy with the actor Paul Rudd. I, I give that a Tupperware. Uh, I do want to see someone go to toe to toe, you know, with Robert Downey Jr. when it comes to the humor stuff, but not at the expense of the character. Okay. So for now, I'm gonna give it two ratings: Tupperware for the teaming of Paul Rudd with Edgar Wright for Ant Man. I think that's beautiful. But as far as, like what we were talking about earlier, as far as Marvel Studios' handling of Ultron's origin before Hank comes like I said, they're actually also to, you know, scrapping Ultron being filmed. Um, they, they're still making it and likely changing Ultron's origin, but even with that, it's all speculation. Marvel could blow all of our man- minds, and, and they could throw in Paul Rudd, like a Paul Rudd cameo appearance somewhere. Yeah. So we don't know. But as far as Paul Rudd himself... 
I think they're thinking outside the box. I think it's a great pairing, Paul Rudd and uh, Edgar Wright. I think that's beautiful. But as far as changing his origin, I think it's going to change too much about the character of Hank Pym, what makes Hank Pym Hank Pym. Because in the comics, Pym, he gets captured by Ultron and brainwashed by his own creation. I mean, the Avengers have to restore his mind. He's never quite the same. He fights with his wife. He has a mental breakdown. He compromises the Avengers' safety. He compromises his marriage. They kick him off the team. His wife divorces him. This is a complex character, and none of this seems possible if he does not create Ultron. I mean, Ultron was his crowning achievement, and is it's it's the it's it's also the same thing that haunts him because, and it just feels like they're trying to pass this off as Tony Stark's creation. Not because because he might be responsible for Ultron with you know Jarvis the AI and then Iron Man's armors creating Ultron. So, okay, I, I've rambled. Steve, go ahead. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think as far as the Paul Rudd casting goes, I'm right there with you guys. I think that I'm at a high, high taste it, like borderline Tupperware. I mean, Paul Rudd's awesome. I, I don't think I've seen a movie that I don't like him in that he's been in, and you know him teaming up with Edgar Wright. I don't see how that can go wrong. Um, it's, it is a thinking outside the box kind of uh, situation, <clears throat> but I don't think that's way past. Um, you know, we all saw what Chris Pratt did to get in shape for Guardians of the Galaxy, so <clears throat> right. I don't think that Paul Rudd is going to have an issue uh, moving ahead with with any sort of uh, getting into shape situation like that. So I, I think that it's a it's a really good choice for for Ant Man, and um, I don't know I don't really know what to say about the. Um, the origin of Ultron, who knows where they're going. I mean, all we know is who they've cast. Nobody knows, and it's, it's all speculation right now. So who knows? I'm, I'm hopeful, you know, I'm hopeful that they can pull a, pull a rabbit out of their hat. They, they seem to have been doing a good job of it so far. But as far as Paul Rudd as Ant-Man, taste it all the way. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, there's a lot of things that, that I don't like. It's not like I'm mad at Marvel Studios for the way that they're handling this. I mean, like I said, I think part of this is Edgar Wright's fault, too, with him finishing the Cornetto trilogy first. It it kind of... Yeah, because that was very time-sensitive. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, this has huge repercussions if he's not responsible for Ultron. I mean, that means that he's never going to be the grandfather for the Vision. Or Victor Mancha, for that matter. I mean, Victor, we probably won't see in a film unless they do make a Runaways film. But Vision, I'm pretty sure we will see that character introduced into a Marvel film. And I do not want to see his grandfather be Tony Stark. I mean, number one, we don't know how long Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in these films anyway. I think they could have Paul Rudd locked up for Marvel for years to come. But you Yeah, know, yeah Robert Downey Jr. is kind of phasing out. He's only been confirmed for Avengers 2 and 3, not for anything in between. So. Exactly, exactly. And who knows how big those parts are going to be. You know, once he leaves, we're probably yeah. looking at somebody – they're probably looking at recasting him. Yeah, but do you, think, do you really think he's going to bow out of – like they give they, – they literally worship him. You think they're going to really – he's going to bow out of that? I don't think so. Well, I, I mean, think he's going to do one more – he'll do one more Iron Man yeah. and that may be it, but we, I, we don't know that. Like I, I'm pretty sure they'll probably sign him – Again, for like a hundred million. How? how so. Yeah, they could too because these are billion dollar movies he's making. But you know, I mean, do you want him phoning it in, or do you want him coming in there and loving who, loving Tony Stark? Do you, 
because like he's 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 like that. He's like, well, you know, I'll come back as long as there's a story to be told. So it's like, do, do they have to like keep convincing him that that uh, okay, we still need to pursue your Tony Stark. We still need to you know present a story that he has you know because he has so much creative control in these movies now because of his status as Tony Stark. I mean, he is Tony Stark at this point. Would you guys not agree? I mean, when people think of Tony Stark, they don't think of the Tony Stark from, you know, Iron Man in the comics anymore. They're thinking of Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he's even being drawn to resemble Downey exactly. in the comics Exactly. So. And, and to act like him. And so, you know, the suit in that last film, that, that was his, mostly his design. He even said, like, you know, people were griping about there's too much gold in it. And he said, well, if anybody's going to understand the character of Robert Downey Jr. and what he wants a suit to look like, it's me because that, you know, I, I am playing Iron Man. So he has a lot of creative control. He could, he could bow out. I mean, even if they – even like, look how much money I'm sure that uh, Warner Brothers came to Christian Bale with to come back as Batman. And he still bowed out. And he's and Robert Downey Jr. Do you guys think that it's a ploy? Like he's saying, "Okay, I'm 55 years old. I'm getting older now." Do you think he's yeah. saying this kind of stuff to get more money, or do you think he's saying it because, like, that's the that's the honest truth? Like he's he's just wanting to play more serious roles and and kind of maybe like you know step away from the Iron Man films. I mean, he's been a real he's been a re, he's a real art like he he's like real artsy like he's a real artsy kind of guy. Right. So. I can probably see him maybe bowing out to do something else, but I mean, it's his cash cow. Like, I can't, I, I don't know. Like, and I mean, is he really happy with Iron Man 3? Because, I mean, me and you agree, Brian, that that was a piece of shit. Right. <laughs> <But>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I, I can actually agree with everybody here again. See, it's a, it's a first for everything, guys. Nice. <laughs> welcome. Welcome back, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I mean seriously. Fuck that movie. Well, uh, I think thanks. that's 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 the problem that you get into with a movie when you do let like an actor and a director have too much creative control. It it kind of takes away from you know what we were hoping for in an Iron Man film. And I mean, even Iron Man two, I think they tried to shoehorn too much stuff to like you know lead into other films that it actually hurt the film in a way. Uh, but you know, I mean. Guys, don't get me wrong. I, I want I want Robert Downey Jr. to come back as Iron Man as many times as he wants to, and I, I do think he loves the character. I mean, I think it's cool that he showed up to San Diego Comic Con wearing the Iron Man glove. That was badass. Yeah, you know, and the fans loved it, and it kind of set off like something at Comic Con to where like now we've got like Tom Hiddleston showing up at Comic Con dressed as Loki. So, right. I mean, I know he loves the character. I know he probably loves Iron Man. Tony Stark as much as Hugh Jackman loves, you know, Logan, Wolverine. But his age is another thing. He he he's got some he's I think isn't he 55 now? Yeah, he's up there. Yeah. He's up there. So I mean, guys, think about it. By the time 2018 rolls around after uh Avengers 3 ends, I mean, we're looking at about 4 or 5 years in the future, he's going to be pushing 60. I mean, yeah. But, you know, at the same time, you know, okay, on the flip side, we've got Harrison Ford who's chomping at the bit to come back and play Indiana Jones at 70 years old. <laughs> yeah, but that's Indiana oh. Jones. That, 
that you know what though Indiana Jones is more of a time piece like he can be old still be Indiana Jones I, I mean you know like I, I I actually agree with you that I don't think I don't think Robert Downey Jr. can probably come back as Tony Stark later on down the line but he has I think one more movie in him at least at least it's kind of like okay this is it it's over I'm going out with a bang you Avengers know give it to somebody. Avengers 2 that's his going out with a bang movie Damn, you think so? Oh, Avengers man, two? He's coming back for Avengers three, man. Yeah, but as as Tony Stark, he might not be as Iron Man. You know, maybe there'll maybe there'll be a passing of the torch kind of thing happening. Where no, he'll, he'll always to be take Iron- the reins for Iron Man. No, I, I yeah, I don't think that they're gonna pass. It. If they had to pass it to somebody, it would be War Machine. But I I don't think they're gonna be doing that, man. I don't think they're yeah, gonna. He's not a strong enough character to, to to command his own own movie. Not at all. I, I like Sheetle. Don't get me wrong. I like Don Sheetle, but he can't command oh, his own. Yeah, no, not, I, I don't think that. I don't think Sheetle's. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be a solo movie there. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. But uh, yeah, I think. I think. We're, are we excited to see an Ant Man film? I mean, it's kind of a. It's kind of. A, I am. You saw the the Comic Con footage, right? The, yeah, it was the sizzle yeah, reel, the uh, test exactly. footage. Yeah. Yeah, that that's amazing. Like, if if oh, I can get a movie sick. of that, then then I'm in. I mean. Oh yeah, I'm right? in too. Yeah, but I mean, they've got to nail this character because right now, the way it's set up, the way it looks, without him creating Ultron, there's something missing. And so they need to set this character up right. I just don't want him to come in there and be comic relief. I want him to be like he is in the comic books. They've revealed in the comic books that he's bipolar. You know, oh well, yeah. This it's, is a, it's, it's a little more darker in the comic books. Like he's like an abuser and all type stuff. So I don't think they're going to go that route. But I mean, I, I'm I'm in full agreement. With it. This is also a little tidbit I want to throw in too. Yes, that I think I, I think with him signing as as Ant Man, that actually could get, bring in Wasp, and I would like to see actually Rashida Jones be Wasp because they have a really good chemistry on screen. So. Well, you know that the, the original uh, <laughs> the original uh, artwork, pro, uh, the like the original like uh, Avengers, some of like the first promotional artwork that they had, they actually had character designs done for the Wasp. She was supposed to be in the Avengers film. Have you guys seen some of that? The oh, I, I, haven't, that. I haven't. I haven't seen the artwork, but I do remember hearing that she was in in, in the early drafts of the film. She was in there. But yeah, she got was too convoluted. I went to Chicago Comic Con yeah. uh, before the Avengers came out in theaters. It was already announced, and so when I went to the Chicago Comic Con, they had like you know uh, they had like some artwork. I can't think of what it was called, but it was like. Uh, Concept, concept work, concept drawings. Yeah, concept yeah. art, concept art. Concept art. And so the concept art actually had a very small wasp on there. So it had everybody oh. that we saw in the film and then it had the wasp on there. So she was originally part of the plan. Sean, they have to announce that the wasp is going to – they're going to have to put Janet Van Dyne in this film. She is going to have to – okay, uh, Iron Man movies, you got Happy Hogan, you've got Pepper Potts. You have to have Janet Van Dyne in this film. You have to. Agreed. Agreed. I agree. I agree too. And yeah, and and when Paul Rudd was first announced as as being a front runner, Rashida Jones was also announced as being a front runner for Wasp um, in some yeah. of those um, leaked news reports. So you know, if if Paul Rudd's thing is panned out, maybe hers will pan out too. Seems like it would be a good fit to me. Yeah, I agree, man. I don't know. I think uh, 
I, I'm excited by this movie. I can't believe that Marvel's actually doing it, man. I really cannot believe it. it. It's crazy that we've come this far. I mean, when Iron Man, Iron Man, guys, think about this. Iron Man at one time was a risk for Marvel Studios. And now they're going to be doing an Ant-Man film? <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy? Rocket Raccoon? Yeah, but exactly. I can even understand, you know, like... Marvel Studios meets Star Wars. That's Guardians of the Galaxy. I can understand why they're doing that, but Ant-Man? Come on, that's crazy talk. But not if it's done right. I mean, I mean, these guys, they, they, got, they got what it takes. You know, they got the right money. You know, this shit's being taken seriously now. So Yeah, and we've got a good pairing in, the, in Edgar Wright and uh, Paul Rudd. So be, this is going to be interesting. I, and it's coming out two months after The Avengers. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> all right, 2015 is going to be a very busy year. Yeah, it's going to be a great summer. <laughs> you know what, guys? We've uh, I think uh, we're going to have to bump our good pop, bad pop to next week or the week after. Um, I think we're going to jump right into our new segment. Let's talk about some of the uh, movies that have come out this, the movie trailers that have come out this week. I want to rate some of them. Some really good movie trailers came out this week. We had uh, Transcendence with Johnny Depp. We had Age of, uh, Edge of Tomorrow with uh, Tom Cruise. And then we had the brand new Planet, uh, the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes trailer that came out. So let's talk about these new trailers that came out and we'll rate those. Is that cool? Sounds good to me. Right on. Sounds uh, good to me too. Awesome. Let's rate the Transcendence trailer first. Um, now, Transcendence, it's a movie about two leading computer scientists. They work toward their goal of technological singularity as a radical anti-technology organization fights to prevent them from creating a world where computers can transcend the abilities of the human brain. It stars Johnny Depp, Kate Mara, Morgan Freeman, and the voice of Jarvis, Paul Bettany. Um, who wants to go first? Who wants to talk about Transcendence? Um, I mean, I'll say something. I just, I actually just, I was talking to you earlier. I just watched it and holy shit. It looks like, it looks, it looks like a really good sci-fi thriller. Like I'm really feeling it. I, I'm definitely going to taste it for right now. I would like, I kind of like the Tupperware too, but I'm going to taste it for right now, but it looks good as shit. I'm going to be honest with you. And I was really, I was like, whoa. This like Johnny Depp has a like a, a straight AI computer like it looks crazy. I love it. I'm gonna taste it for right now. I would like to Tupperware it, but I'm gonna taste it until I see more of a trailer. And you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm sold. It's an IMAX too, so I can't wait to see it in IMAX. It's an IMAX. Probably, yeah, it's an IMAX. Too. No shit. Okay, so we have. I don't even think we've seen half of the. Uh, effects budget then if they're going to be putting this in imax i think the next trailer that comes out is going to be able to really show off some effects wow damn yeah steve what are you thinking man um i i think i'm right there too as a, as a taste i think it looks like it could be really fun i mean it kind of gave a really big plot point away in the trailer right i mean do we can we talk about that yeah absolutely go ahead I yeah mean, i'm definitely going to talk the, about as it as far as the trailer goes he his character dies in the trailer and becomes, you know, uh, basically a, a computer. You, you know what I mean? And so, so how? I mean, it already gave us that that big. I'm, I want to know what happens then. You know what I mean? Like, how far does it go after that? You know, I'm really excited to see that. I think they kind of show if that it gave too. Gave away that. I yeah. Mean, what else? What, what, what are they hiding? So you're so, gonna give it a taste? It. 
Oh yeah, big time. I mean, I think it's. I think that's awesome. If they're going to give away the huge point of Johnny De- dying and becoming part of the computer, what's their next thing? That they're actually not telling us. Okay, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the movie. I mean, it looks it looks really cool. The trailer's really good. The movie. It, it looks like Johnny Depp, he's been working on this artificial intelligence that's going to be smarter than any one man or woman. But it looks like this turns into something much bigger. Uh, he's then killed by an anti-tech group called The Rift. But before he dies, Paul Bettany and Kate Mara upload his consciousness into a supercomputer that Depp built. Uh, he starts communicating with them. Uh, and then by the end of the trailer, it looks like he almost becomes omnipresent where he is everywhere. He starts evolving, which they alluded to. Um, you see, whatever he is, he starts to make... Guys, did you notice like the, the plants that they showed? They started talking about... Morgan Freeman started talking, and then they showed those plants that were yeah, dead. Yeah, i that too. I was like, holy sh... I was like, oh, God, really? Like, I didn't know you could do that. But. Right, right. So <laughs> it's not like it's only... It's not like it's just like a movie about technology. I mean... It's almost like we're witnessing the birth of a god. Yeah. You know, this movie, it reminds me of, uh, like, it's part Lawnmower Man. You guys remember that movie? Oh, yeah, I yeah, got a huge I'll, I'll Lawnmower Man vibe from that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you're dead on with that one. So it's like, dead you know, on. he becomes part of the computer, then he starts to evolve. Uh, what's different about this movie, though, is, like, it's taken Lawnmower Man, like, one step further, like... You know, he's the creator of this AI. He knows what it can do. He's in there, and he actually just uses it to become, like, this evolving, this this new evolution of man. Uh, it's a cool concept. It's not, I don't know, it's not radically new because, uh, like I said, it does kind of bite off the lawnmower man. But I'm going to give this Taylor a solid taste. It. Uh, I definitely want to see this movie. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Taste it all the way. All right, uh, that movie releases April 18th of next year, so definitely we'll, we're going to check that out, I'm sure. I don't know if we're going to have a whole show on it, but we'll definitely be watching it. Um, the next trailer that dropped was Edge of Tomorrow, and uh, I like to, I like to say that this movie is like uh, it's Groundhog's Day meets uh, Halo or Groundhog's Day meets uh, <laughs> Starship Troopers. Yeah, exactly. Groundhog's Day meets insert futuristic action film <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly because we kind of saw like the exosuits like in elysium or something i don't know man but yeah uh, it's basically a soldier fighting in a war with aliens finds himself caught in a time loop of his last day in the battle though he becomes better skilled along the way and so it's he's reliving the last day of this battle guys it, it stars tom cruise emily blunt bill paxton and jeremy piven now, when we when you watched this, did you get the Im- impression like the battle only lasted one day? Yeah, I mean, I guess he's supposed to be yeah. reliving the same day over and over, right? And and so there, he's yeah, exactly. It's Groundhog Day. It's just the same day over and over and over again. That's what I took yeah. away from it, right? That's my day. Yeah, I got the same thing too. I, and the, the aliens reminded me of uh, I don't know if you guys ever seen this movie, Battle Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, another Aaron Eckhart movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It reminded me of that a little bit too. Like it had like a lot of different things in in it. But I, I mean, it's a sci-fi film. I, I'm going to go see it. I mean, it's Tom Cruise. He can't. Sometimes he can't do wrong. Sometimes he can. So I'm a eh, I'm a taste it. If you know, if I can rate it now, I'm a taste it. I guess. 
for right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm there too. It's not a toss it. It doesn't look like it's going to be a big pile of shit. But it's, it's definitely like a rental. <laughs> I'm not going to rush out. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You guys are blowing my mind. I love this trailer. Uh, <laughs> I don't, guys, I it's love this. Kind of meh. You know what I thought when I saw Emily Blunt? I was like, she looks like a female shepherd. Like if they were going to do a Mass Effect movie, I want to see that movie. Now I want to see Mass Effect movie. You know, it's 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 just spiraling out of control. You're watching this trailer and you're thinking about a video game franchise. I'm like watching this trailer and I'm like, oh my god, I cannot wait to see this movie. No, no, I'm I'm actually on board with you to that too. I can't, I can't wait to see it either. Did, you, hey, did either jump. you did you either of you watch Oblivion? Yeah, yeah, I see, I did. I seen Oblivion. I thought it was I good. Have, I, I have like not it. seen Oblivion. I have not seen it. I loved Oblivion. Um, I don't I know. I want to see it. Okay, like okay, so I'm watching the trailer, and it's basically it's a guy who's reliving the same day of a war against aliens that mankind. It's a war in which we lost, and right. in the trailer we find out that he's not the only human who's reliving this war each day. The woman played by Emily Blunt, she's reliving it too. So it looks like between the two of them, they are mankind's only hope for survival, and they have to win the war in one day is what I'm guessing. It, that's, that's just how it sa- sounds. She says to, he- to Tom Cruise at one time, she says, you hijack their power. So I'm assuming that she means that we hijacked the aliens, that they hijacked the aliens' power. So I'm wondering, do the aliens have this ability too? And is that why they were able to defeat our human invasion so quickly? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it was, it, it, I, I was sold when I first seen it, and I was like, okay, well, you know, this is, looks cool. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. It does look like, it looks like they died, like, so many times, though, because there's one part where she's like, just find me when, when this is over, and then she, and then she blows up. She, she, she then, says, find <laughs> me when you wake up. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then, and then and then is there like a is there she's like come back every day and I'll train you. It's like how do they have like a limit to how many days they have? Is there is just like yeah. if there's like a never ending day? Like of course they're gonna win eventually. Right. You know. I mean, is, is there a limit to this? Because she's like come back, I'll train you to do push ups tomorrow, and then the next day we'll work on cardio. It's like what the fuck's happening? So I don't know. I'll rent it. The a- no. I don't know. The action sequences, they looked awesome. Uh, the exosuit Tom Cruise was wearing, it, it it actually was like another character in the film because of how they made it look and how it reacted to things in battle. I'll, and I'll, I'll give you the, the last scene where he was like doing that. He was like running around in a circle. Yeah. And that that was pretty sweet. That one shot was pretty awesome. So Oh, I really? Because I, I thought that was a piece of shit. I, I didn't even like that part. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like I like the whole trailer when we started running around a little ditch. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh there shit, you go, man, that's that. That's this good. is like get on in there, man. That's I, right, <laughs> hey, Sean. I I am person. We are going to review this movie on the show, and I am personally inviting you back on. With, with, oh man, you I am no you. Hold, I want you to hold me to my word. I want you to watch Edge of Tomorrow when it comes out in theaters. I want Steve. I want you to watch it. All three of us. We're gonna come back and we're gonna review this movie. Awesome. Oh, I'm there. Oh. I'm gonna go see the movie, bro. I'm gonna go see it hands down. I'm gonna go see it no matter what. But if it, but if it's, but if it's a piece of garbage, I don't think it's gonna be a piece of garbage because I mean they can't. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm gonna help, be able to help myself from laughing once that 
run around the dick scene happens now. <laughs> yeah, that's Dude, what I'm going to be busting up in the middle of the theater. Everyone is going to be like, oh my god, it's amazing. I'm I know. <laughs> It'll probably be like one of those films, like everybody else is like, oh my god, this is awesome. And I'm just going to be sitting there thinking, fuck you, Sean, you ruined this for me. <laughs> That point, I'm just gonna be like, "God damn it!" I'm gonna walk out of the theater. (laughs) Oh, Uh, guys, I man, now I don't even want to give my rating of the trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, please! Oh, please do! Please do! I was gonna, guys, I was gonna give this trailer a Tupperware. I thought it was amazing. (laughs) I thought it was awesome. (laughs) <laughs> I loved it. Tom Cruise lets me down all the time. This I don't think this Oh man. All right guys, before I embarrass myself even further, let's talk about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, it's the uh second installment to the series for the reboot. Uh, a growing nation of genetically evolved apes led by Caesar is threatened by a band of human survivors of the, dem- of the devastating virus unleashed a decade earlier. They reach a fragile peace, but it proves short-lived as both sides are brought to the brink of a war that will determine who will emerge as Earth's dominant species. Uh, it stars Jason Clark, who they recently... is He's still rumored as being John Connor in the Terminator yeah, reboot. Yeah. Gary Oldman, who I love Gary Oldman, uh, Judy Greer, and then Andy Serkis is back as Caesar. Um, this guy's, this is definitely a teaser trailer, don't you think? Yeah, they didn't really give away much. Uh, they, you had a nice little montage scene and then that, that killer last shot, and that was about it. All right, who wants to talk about their rating for the... Uh Dawn of the Planet well, of the Apes. Well, how about this? Did, did you guys like Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Yeah. At absolutely. all? The first, the first film? Did you like it? I loved it. Yeah, I loved it too. Tupperware. That movie, that movie was fucking great. All <laughs> parts of that movie were amazing. That movie was awesome. Are you guys... So I was jazzed when I saw when I saw this trailer. I'm going to go ahead and toss it right out there. That shit was a Tupperware for me, man. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, I am there. Caesar and War Paint fucking shit up in the jungle. Let's do it. Now, were you guys fans of the original Planet of the Apes, the Charlton Heston? Nah, really? I was there. I mean, I, I liked it. it you know, I'll watch it. It just, it just doesn't really. I mean, it's, it just doesn't hold up for me. Uh, I, I, I appreciate them. I just, it's just not a. I'm not going to go back to them. I've seen them, and I don't, I don't need. I don't uh, think I need to go back to them. I love them. I love them. I think it's. I think it's one of the best science fiction movies ever made. Um, I think it does hold up. I remember watching it as a kid. I still watch it as an adult. Um, each movie got progressively worse. Beneath the Planet of the Apes was still good. Uh, and then they, what happened progressively was... Progressively worse until Tim Burton, and then it continued that, that slide. Because, well, see, the okay, problem... Okay, you guys... Uh, first, wait, wait. Hold on, you guys going to hate me, but I actually liked uh, the Tim Burton one. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, see, see, now, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm sorry, man. I actually really kind of liked it. It wasn't that bad. You know, nah, when, I, you know when I said I was going to invite you back for the Edge of Tomorrow podcast? <laughs> <laughs> can, can, I re, can I can I rescind on that? <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I'm messing with you. No. <laughs> what, what did you like about that movie? Ape Lincoln. Come on. I don't know. I don't know, man. It just. 
I actually just liked it. I thought it was okay when I went to the movies and seen it, man. I mean, I wasn't, first of all, one, you weren't getting any movies like this, you know, when, when this movie released. It, it wasn't, I don't, I don't even remember when it was released, but I, I was like, oh, man, this looks really cool. These guys look really like apes. Like, I don't know where it went wrong at. Like, I, I thought it was okay. The ending was, was garbage, but the movie, well, the, movie, is, the movie looked great. It just yeah. it fell apart with uh, the whole script and story. <laughs> Every other part of it was garbage. That's all. I guess I really wasn't paying attention to scripting at the time, <laughs> you know, as I, as I do now, like, you know what I mean? I, when I look at things now, it's a little different when I was looking at movies before, I guess. Sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. So, so now I'm like, eh, you know what? Now I look at it now a little bit and I'm like, eh, I mean, it was okay, but meh, but you know, whatever. But anyway, I'm going to tell y'all right now, I'm going to of wearing, I'm going to of wear that movie because the trailer, it, it was even a teaser, but it looked great. So I like the last one. So up aware of that shit all the way from me oh yeah okay i'm gonna i might i'm gonna give a different rating i'm gonna give this a freeze it for now okay i need to see more okay um i think it's cool that they're showing us you know how the humans they've been dealing with the virus afterwards trying to survive and then trying to survive each other um which i'm sure the apes watching us fight each other just makes them hate us even more uh that was like a big story arc in like the original planet of the apes like you know ape does not kill ape you know um so watching uh, humans kill each other you know during the uh during this time i'm sure apes are just like what the fuck is wrong with these people but but i've already seen tons of movies where humans are trying to survive um if i want to watch you know humans survive i can watch uh, the walking dead or i can watch the revolution the on nbc um, that's not what I want to see in this. I want to see just as much apes in this movie, if not more apes, than what we see in humans. I don't care how the humans are living and surviving. I want to see the civilization, the early, the early civilization of the apes and how they're living. I don't want this movie to just gloss over that. And, and I, I understand the filmmakers might be worried that, um, that if they, they don't show you know, a ton of humans in this movie that we can't relate with certain characters um, that are that are apes. But why even have Andy Serkis in this film doing motion capture then? I I related with him in the first film when he played Caesar, and I found myself rooting for him for the most for most of that movie. And if they make this more about you know the humans' journey in this next film. And less about Caesar, I'm going to toss this movie on its ass. I'll tell you that right now. And you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll stand right there with you and toss the shit out of that movie because I, all I, I want to see all Caesar. You know what? I, I want a Caesar Central movie here. I want so, a Caesar salad. I'm right there. I'm right there. <laughs> I'm right there with you, man. Uh, uh, you, yeah, you can keep, you can keep your salads. <laughs> I don't need salads, but I, I, I mean, it, it's a different story arc, man. I, I can't. I, I'm gonna ride with it, man. I, I think it's gonna be good, man. I, I, there's nothing I can say that I, I like. I like how you bring in the people too. You know, what I mean, because there's only but so many people left anyway. Right. We already know that. Yeah. So, and, and it it probably will flow off the apes a little bit, but you you can you see you see it's gonna build up to some kind of war because you see Caesar like ready to attack. You know, I'm like, holy shit! Like they're about to go at it. Like with with and it has to be humans. So, the, the, I'm pretty sure Gary Oldman's like some bad guy, you know, who wants to destroy the apes and all that type of stuff. So, you know, you you know, it's it, it's 
it's Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, so you know it's going to be another Planet of the Apes, and it's going to be run by them. It's probably going to get even deeper into like character design later on, probably the third one. So I'm riding with this one. I'm going to give it a Tupperware all the way until until it plays out in the movie theaters, and I'll probably give it a Tupperware then too. Wouldn't you agree though? Like in the first movie though, that your your main protagonist, I felt the main protagonist the was Caesar. I mean, it followed him. And that's yeah, what I, I yeah. want this movie to do. I do not want this movie to follow like Jason Clark and his character. I want this movie to follow I want this to be the rise of Caesar. I want this movie to show like I, that's what I want. I don't I don't want this movie to be like how are the humans going to survive? That we know that the humans don't survive and 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 in the original I just right. want to see I want to see Caesar's journey. I want to see Caesar change. I don't care about what Jason Clark's doing. I don't care about, you know, Gary Oldman. You know, I, he's a great actor, but I want him to be more of a supporting actor. If you're going to have a movie called Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, I want to see the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I don't want to see, like, okay, we're going to spend most of our time showing the demise of the humans and how the humans are wiped out. I want to see this ape civilization. I want Caesar to be a main focal point in this film. I don't want him to be kind of like a background thing that's just that's why i gotta freeze this because in that trailer all you saw at the beginning was humans 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 gary oldman talking about how i need to speak to caesar we've been trying to survive we've been fighting each other and then the last minute they show the last seconds they show caesar you know uh giving the order to attack and that's where they cut you off and i that's not what i want to see in this movie i don't want to see it it's only a teaser. They're going to release another trailer soon, and we we only know so much. We I, I I think that you're that you're right when you say that you want to see more. I, I definitely want there to be more Caesar, but there needs to be a good balance. You can't just have the humans be like little side characters that only come in for ten minutes of the film. So there's got to be a good balance, and I'm excited for it. I think the I, th- I think the teaser was awesome. So and I'm excited for it. So wait, so wait, since I can freeze, can I go back and freeze Edge of Tomorrow? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I'm going to freeze that for a while, just, just to keep that in the freezer for a while. All right. There's no, there's no editing in this podcast. Yeah, there's no editing at all. It's, it's already been said. It's already done. People are taking notes. God so damn it. Oh, well. <laughs> no, you can retract. You can retract your rating if you want to. No, it's all good. No, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it. Uh-huh. But only pussies do that. Oh shit! All right, well I'm definitely keeping my taste in that. <laughs> I get. You know what? You know what? I'm still freezing this. I'm still freezing Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I'm gonna wait until the next trailer comes out before I actually give this a rating. Because I don't think I saw enough in this to make me think like, okay, this this is a Planet of the Apes movie. All I okay. saw was two. I saw too many humans. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it was a killer last shot, man. It was yeah, no, yeah. dude. See, I'll, see tell you this. I'll tell you this: they are com- they are very confident in their uh, their animation skills. They, oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. You, you don't start off with a close shot on an eyeball, like a CG eyeball, unless you are fucking confident that that is like the greatest thing you've ever seen. And they started it off there and slow panned out. I mean, every hair was perfectly in place. I mean, it's it's kind of amazing with what they're doing. I mean, it looks like you're looking at a real creature. What did so, you I, did you guys notice like okay that scene where Jason Clark is looking at like that um, it's almost like a big kind of like wall that was built with uh, wooden spears and how it had been uh, torn down 
Yeah. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. 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 Was do you think that that was something that the apes had constructed? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. They're, they're, at yeah, this point, at this point, they're yeah. At this point, they're so smart that they can. They you did you see a scene where you seen a, like an image where Caesar was actually riding a horse. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, that was, was a, a that was a picture that they released online a few months yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, w- yeah, that's what I want to see. As I want to see, I want to see him on horseback and stuff like that. But yeah, there was a picture released online. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be on horseback. They're donning war paint. I mean, I think you're going to get some kick-ass, straight up apes versus humans battle sequences in this movie. I think it's going to be awesome. Yep. Because you're going to be rooting for the apes. How can you not? Exactly. So two Tupperwares and a freeze it. I'm gonna. We'll see. I mean, I, I'll give my I'll give my honest rating of the next trailer. But uh, yeah, I can't wait. I cannot wait for that movie because I I did love Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I thought it was fantastic. It really was. It really was great. I mean, uh, I saw that one in the theater. That one was awesome. Um, All right, guys, let's talk a little bit. Let's go back to some uh, comic book uh, movie news. Variety is reporting that Joaquin Phoenix has been contacted by Warner Brothers to play a villain in their upcoming Batman vs. Superman film that's due out in 2015. Uh, Once again, the rumor is that he's been offered a part uh, as a villain, but he has not accepted it uh, yet. He's not. Uh, he's not really wanted to take on the big Hollywood blockbusters lately. Um, do you guys agree or disagree? I mean, this does not fall in line with the types of films that he's been doing lately. You know, he's done independent films like Her, which is coming out soon. Uh, he's also been rumored uh, to be in the running for a role in the new Gus Van Sant film, Sea of Trees. Um, this just does not seem like something that uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, is kind of like uh, you know itching to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a good actor, and um, you know, I, I, so the, at least they're going for a good caliber of actor. Um, you're right; it doesn't fall in line with any of the things that he's been doing recently. But I mean, he's a good actor. What can I say? He was an awesome villain in Gladiator. So yeah, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hate the guy. You know, I don't, it's not like I despise movies that he's in. So. Um, I, who knows? I mean, it's still just a rumor at this point, but I'm definitely not like turned off by the idea at all. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree too because, I mean, he was he was a great villain in Gladiator, like you said, and I, I mean, I don't. What? It, yeah, I mean, they they said everybody. They said Cranston. Like, I mean, we all probably want Cranston to be honest. I mean, we've all you know. I'm pretty sure we've all seen you know Breaking Bad. If we're not. I mean, I would love to see Cranston as as Lex Luthor, but I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is probably you know second, I guess. If, Are if we I had sure to that choose. they're talking about Lex Luthor though? Because they said as a villain, they have not they have not even said that it's going to be Lex Luthor. Yeah, and it could even be just a cameo at the end, you know, set up another villain. Who knows? Brainiac. That's yeah. Okay. I just I just feel bad every time they announce someone else. I just feel bad for Henry Cavill. I'm like, fuck, man. Every time this guy's just like. Come on, quit casting other people. Shit, it's my movie. <laughs> Guys, I, I don't see Joaquin Phoenix as Lex Luthor. I don't think that's a good casting choice. Uh, he can play evil, diabolical, but that's just one side to Lex Luthor. I mean, Lex is likable to a lot of people. Uh, in the comics, he was even president at one time. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, he can play evil, 
but I cannot see him playing someone that could that people could rally behind instead of Superman. Um, I think you want to get an actor in there that can put a smi- uh, you know that can put a smile on and be the salesman and convince people that they need someone like him. Uh, while there are aliens out there that could potentially destroy humanity, um, I think this actor, the actor that they need to choose, he needs to be likable enough to put doubt into people's mind about Superman as well. Um, I just do not see that with Joaquin Phoenix. I don't think that most people would want their kid alone in a room with this guy for five minutes, let alone <laughs> making this guy the savior of humanity. Uh, I'm not saying that I don't like Joaquin Phoenix. I do. Uh, his new movie, Her, it looks really good, and, and I've liked his past films as well. Uh, and I know he's played, a, like you said, a good villain in Gladiator, but that character is so far from Lex Luthor that it's not a good comparison in my opinion. I think we need somebody who can be charming to the public but scare the shit out of you behind closed doors at the same time. And I don't think that that character is Brian Cranston either. Uh, I hate to say it, but can we just share tom hiddleston and start calling him lex i mean seriously tom hiddleston as lex luther would be amazing no tom tom hiddleston as the joker would be amazing i think matt smith as the joker would be pretty awesome oh really fan cast off go (laughs) (laughs) um But Tom Hiddleston, think about it, guys. Okay, I know it's not going to happen, but in a perfect world where people would be able to separate Loki from Lex Luthor, I think that would be awesome because people love Loki, and they want to see Loki be the good guy. But we all know he's bad. Yeah. I mean, even in the comic book, even in the comics, they want Loki to be good. I mean, right now in the comic books, in the Young Avengers, he's kid Loki. They they made yeah. they made Loki young again so they can raise him differently. That way he'll turn out good. I mean, I just think Tom Hiddleston would be an amazing Lex Luthor because like he's – but see, the thing, the thing is I don't think audiences would be able to separate him from Loki. I think people would be like uh, – I think I think people wouldn't be I don't think people are smart enough to separate Loki from Lex Luthor. I think people would just think of him as Loki and I think it would just fuck with people. Well, if you're going to borrow Marvel Marvel villains and and put them into a Lex Luthor, I would I would rather see Michael Fassbender as as Lex Luthor than I would Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, you actually you actually on the money on that one. I actually kind of I, yeah, I'm actually going to agree with you on that one. That's actually a really good one. I didn't even think about him, man. He was, but you know what? The, the problem I have are are they even are the studios even allowed to do that? Like can like can these actors cross over to DC to Marvel? I, that's what I wanted. I, that's the one question I do want to know. Like, okay, Ryan, they, Ryan Reynolds yeah. played Green Lantern and he played Deadpool. Yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah, two shitty movies, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you asked. <laughs> I just gave you an answer, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. You're right. You are and, right. And uh, you know, uh, uh, I know it's not to that extent, but you know, uh, Chris Evans, <laughs> Chris, Evans. Chris yeah, exactly. Evans played uh, you know Johnny Storm for Fox, and then he also played uh, he's also playing Captain America for Marvel Studios. Hey, we're back, and uh, yeah, hopefully we got the technical difficulties out of the way. But uh, yeah, we kind of we kind of were just been talking about some uh, some different things. Um, but uh, we got done talking about the Joaquin Phoenix ca- uh, possible casting. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I, I personally do not want to see Joaquin Phoenix as Lex Luthor. I, I, I toss that. I don't think it's a good casting. Uh, I'd rather see him as Brainiac, personally. Like you said, Sean, I mean, the motherfucker, he acts like he's an alien anyway in real life. I think might as well play one. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Creepy <laughs> fellow. So. Yeah, I think, I think you know, I, I think uh, you toss Joaquin Phoenix as Lex, but you would taste Joaquin Phoenix as a different villain in the MCU. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In the DCU. Did you just say MCU? Did I? I thought I said D. I tried, man. Perhaps. Like Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, DC. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, Is it DCCU? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't <laughs> even know. Um, our listeners, some of our listeners, John Woods, he said, uh, taste it. He is a talented actor, and I think he can play a good super evil dude. However, I did see his fake documentary, I'm Still Here, a few years ago, and have never looked at him the same again. I did love him as Johnny Cash. Um, Joshua Shield, he says he has to be bald. Uh, Amy Fosdick, she says, I'm having a, hard, a difficult time picturing him as Lex Luthor, but I agree with John, Joaquin is talented. Uh, Dan Hunter, he's in the camp. He thinks uh, I could see it, but I'm still sore about it. Definitely not being Brian Cranston. So he's in that Brian Cranston camp. Um, yeah. You guys are in that Brian Cranston camp too. You want to see? Is that right? You guys want to see Lex as Brian Cranston? I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I think he's too I, old to play it personally. I do too. I think just because he had a bald head in Breaking Bad doesn't make him Lex Luthor. I think it's just one of those things where he was bald at the time, and they were a bald villain, and they were just kind of grabbing for people that look like him. No, 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 no! I cannot agree with you. If you if you watch Breaking Bad from like season one to whatever, oh, I've seen it. All of it. Cranston is is likable, but then he's like, ugh, like God, he's such a villain. So I I mean, he's he's probably what what I've seen from him and what I've seen from Breaking Bad. I think that he would probably be a great, great Lex Luthor. Why could Why could he not salvage uh, Total Recall the reboot then? You know what that, but uh, God, I don't even know. Uh, yes, that is all Brian Cranston's fault. The the total yeah, fault is all Brian Cranston's fault. Nobody else fucked that up. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, there are parts in movies where you can sit there and say, you know what? I hated this. I hated this. I hated this. But the one redeeming fact was Brian Cranston as the villain. I can't even say that about that movie. Okay, Steve, I can't I say you. that. The special effects were good, but the tech was cool. I enjoyed the tech in it. Yeah, but they took yeah, the mu- they took mutants out of the story, which was like a huge deal in the original. Yeah, no, that was a piece of garbage. <laughs> so I'll toss that. No, but, I, um, I understand what you're saying, Steve. I mean, but at the same time, it's like there are movies where you can say, like, yeah, the movie was shit, but the one redeeming thing about that movie was. So and so's performance. Yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying. I just I personally don't see. I see Lex Luthor as more of um. I, I see, just see him as younger. Just see him as younger, bigger, stronger, like more physically, you know, imposing. You know, in the comic books and in the cartoon, and you know, the only iterations where he hasn't been has been in the movies. So you know, I want. I'd, like s- I'd like to see him steer something more closer to the comic books. Yeah, yeah. me too. I'd like to see him closer to, uh, maybe a little bit closer to Superman's age. Not he doesn't have to be the exact same age, but a little yeah, bit. He'd closer. be older than his dad at this point. So right, if he's Brian Cranston. You know, yeah. so 
Yeah, it, it, it works. It work. It does work better with a younger Lex Luthor, though. I mean, I'm going to say that, but I mean, I like Cranston, but it does work better with a, a younger because I mean, they have like kind of a younger crew anyway, so you might as well give them a younger Lex Luthor anyway. Hey, but that's- Sean, what do you, uh, we didn't never got your opinion on uh, Ben Affleck as Batman? What do you think? Oh, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I mean, you guys are gonna hate me, but I'm Tupperware. I like, I like Affleck. Like, I have no problems with him being Batman at all. Like, he's and he's he's like such a huge fan of comic books. Like, I don't think he, I, and he's such a big fan of Batman. I don't think he can do any wrong. And with with, with that character, hey Sean, did you what? watch Daredevil? You do, you, okay, okay, this <laughs> well, hey, no, this that, is my that, thing. This that, is my thing with that, Daredevil. It wasn't, it, but it wasn't, but it wasn't Affleck though. It was the, the no. script sucked, man. Like, come on, I know. On it. Hey, 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 yeah, I know. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, hold on. Hold it wasn't on. that bad. I know he, he made was. he made a good Matt Murdock, right? Absolutely. But did he make a really good Daredevil? In the costume, the costume looked really good, man. Like I didn't. It was it was just the script, man. The script was horrible. Like, come on. We both know that. Like, even like. Right, you didn't, you didn't like the seesaw scene with Electra? That was garbage. It was garbage. <laughs> that movie was horrible. But don't, but don't, but don't blame Affleck because I mean, geez, he he does have the chops to really be a good actor. I mean, come on, we we've seen we've seen his last couple movies. He's really good. I liked so, Argo. I liked Argo. I really liked Argo. I did. And you know what? I yeah. think that I think that this this Batman casting is going to be his redemption for Batman or for yeah, Daredevil. I think that he was really good. He 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 wants to make up for Daredevil. He doesn't like Daredevil. It's not like Ben Affleck's running around saying like Daredevil was fucking amazing. He's never said that. Hey, did you, he knows it's did a you piece ever, of did, shit. Yeah. Did you ever hear Kevin Smith say that <laughs> that he bought his old house and in and in Bat Affleck's old house he has actually a a little door where <laughs> where he can actually open the door and it's actually like a fallout shelter. But he wanted to be kind of like a bat cave. Yeah, yeah, like it, it yeah. opens with like a book that you you tug on on a bookshelf or something. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a to- he's a total he's a total geek, man. Like I, I'm I'm giving it to him. I'm 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 all for it. I, I have no problem. And not only that, but he said he wasn't into it, and then he read the take on it, and then decided it was great. You so, know what? Hey guys, uh, Ben Affleck should be the spokesperson for Kool Aid because you guys are fucking drinking it right now. <laughs> and, it's, and you know what? It's fucking sweet. Yeah, you guys are tasting it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, come on, guys! Don't you think there's better choices than Ben Affleck? Come on, guy! Hey, hey, Paul hey! Urban. Paul, Urban. Paul Urban, thank you. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, he would have been. He would have been so. Not perfect. almost human watch, has anything to I watch. Cut it. Cut it out. Cut it out. I watch. I watch <laughs> him in Almost Human, the first episode, and I was like, "Yo, this guy. He should have been Batman. Like for real. Like straight from Yo, the." I, I saw episode. Batman in Dread. I saw Batman in Dread for sure. Yeah, so I mean, he should have been Batman, but I mean, we got Affleck now. I mean, only reason, only reason he's Warner Bros. has like a thing with him. So I, I mean, that's the only reason probably why he is right because they they want him to write more scripts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, it makes sense. I mean, he's a great, ta- he's a talented director. They want to get in bed with him because they want to make more movies with him. I mean, yeah, that makes but, sense. And speaking of that, yeah. um, that leads into another news story we didn't touch on just yet is that they actually brought in the writer from Argo. To do a rewrite on the Batman Superman versus Batman script, yeah, so 
So David Goyer's script probably wasn't up to par, which isn't terribly surprising, and so they brought in some heavy hitters to to redo it. I'm guessing that means that it's going to beef up the Batman part a bit. I'm yeah. that actually is encouraging news to me. Are you still are you still you're still not liking that Ben Affleck thing, huh, Brian? I'm not sold on it, man. Yeah, I want it to work. I think there are things about Ben Affleck that if they play up to his acting strengths that, yeah, they can make it work. But, I mean, if you're thinking about later on doing a solo Batman film with Ben Affleck, I am scared to fucking death. I'm down. I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see it, too. <laughs> you, you, have, you have to think about something. Like they, They're totally going in a whole different route from, first of all, I'm not I wasn't a super fan of the Nolan universe. I liked it. Don't get me wrong. And I'm pretty I'm pretty sure everybody's gonna hate me after this, but the Nolan universe didn't have the things that we all wanted as Batman fans. We all wanted we all you know all we all wanted a big a big Bane. We wanted we wanted Bane to like put the serum through and get big and huge and then Batman can fight him. Like we we didn't we can't get any of those from a Nolan universe, right? So hopefully, right. so hopefully in the Affleck universe <laughs> of Batman, we can get those kind of characters, like the Killer Crocs, or you know, even the Riddler, like those kind of those kind of iconic characters that look different, that look that you know are some of them are mutated, some of them aren't. So I'm, I'm all for it. I think that they're going to go in a whole different direction with this, and I'm 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 flying with it, man. I, That's all I can say. No, I'm glad. I'm glad that you guys are excited for it because I am scared to death. <laughs> no way, man! I think I think Afric. He looks the part. I mean, he, he's got the jaw. He's got. I mean, the the, the looks are all there. The, yeah, he's yeah. proven that he has the acting chops. Daredevil was ten years ago. He's not the same. You know, you're you're not the same person when you're thirty than you are when you're twenty. So you know, right. a, a lot's changed since then in his acting abilities, in uh, special effects, in you know. His appreciation for the material. I'm, yeah. I'm jazzed about it. I think Affleck's going to do fucking... I think he's going to steal the show. All right. Well, okay. Personally. Okay. Okay. So uh, you guys are talking about this whole 10-year thing. So apparently it takes 10 years to become, you know, go from a shitty actor to a good actor. So now tomorrow <laughs> they, they announce that uh, Hayden Christensen, who was uh, Anakin Skywalker, is going to be the next Highlander. Are you guys fucking pumped? Because it's been 10 fucking years. Yeah, if well, it's good, if, it, if it's good. Not, no, 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 Brian. I'm gonna agree with you. I don't. I don't like Hayden Christensen. Like he's a horrible actor. And I mean, I'm not. I'm not riding with that. But this is Affleck. Come on, man. It's, it's he's a whole different actor than than Hayden Christensen. Like, come on. He's got way more acting chops than Hayden Christensen. Come Are you on. okay? Okay. Uh, yeah, that's one of those bullshit comparisons you always talk about. Yeah, that's a horrible. It's comparison. not a horrible comparison. <laughs> You're t- okay. It's not when you think about it. I mean, guys, seriously, would you agree with me or not agree with me that Ben Affleck is a better director than he is an actor? Mm, no, I'm not going he he is he's a he's a good director. Don't get me wrong. He is a good director, but he's a good actor too. So right, then why hasn't he okay, then why hasn't he won anything except for uh what what was the movie that he won the award for? Oh, come on. You know, Gary Oldman hasn't won nothing either. Like, I mean, there's yeah, great, exactly. there's people that have done great shit that have not been, that have not won nothing. So, Steve, exactly. I want, is there a Ben Affleck poster so. on your wall right now? Fuck yeah, shirtless and his, and his, uh, you know, his boxer briefs. 
It's a black and white picture. It's fucking framed. Got a I mean, light Brian, on it. I mean, Brian, think about it. I mean, Brian, they, they gave they gave Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> an Academy Award. Like, come on, really? Did he get that in? Uh, did he get that in the uh, Jack Nicholson movie? No, Jerry Maguire. You got Jerry Maguire. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he's kind of falling off. Uh, well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. He's gone. Yeah, he's he's. You're right. He's gone. But so, yeah, it's like, it's like Cuba Gooding Jr. and Val Kilmer are in their own little club off to the side now, doing weird directed DVD movies. Right, exactly. Him and Wesley Snipes. <laughs> but you Come are talking. You are talking to somebody that did enjoy Red Tails, and I will. I will defend Red Tails all day. You know what? I will too, because I actually liked it too. I love Red I- Tails, and I don't care what anybody says. I loved it, and everybody will say like, "Oh, I didn't like Red Tails." And uh, it, you know, it, when they're in the uh, fighter pilots, it looked like too much. It t- looked too Lucasy and Star Warsy and whatever. I loved it. Whatever. I love it too. So, I agree and I agree and disagree with you. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, no, that's fine. I like. I opened up the can of worms when I asked you what you thought about Affleck, and you know, I mean, yeah, that was twenty minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, no, I'm not saying I hate Ben Affleck. Like, I love guys. I love chasing Amy. I loved him as the fashionable male in Mallrats. But I do not want him as my Batman. <laughs> Too late now. You can't. You can't do yeah, anything. Yeah, it's over. It's, it's, yeah, it's over. It is your Batman. He is your Batman. No. Yeah. I. I, I oh, oh, he is. I hope I eat crow on this one. I really do. I hope he's like so awesome. You, so would you rather have Christian Bale as your Batman? No, I'd rather have Hayden Christensen. As Batman. <laughs> 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 it's been ten years, guys. I want Brian Cranston as my Batman. All right. No, but um, yeah, on, like I don't think it would have worked with Christian Bale. I mean, that Nolan universe is separate. I think it would have been weird. Now, if DC would have worked out a deal the way they should have when they first signed Christopher Nolan and said, "Hey, you know, if you really want to do this movie, you know, if we want to have like you know sequels or have it branch out into a Superman film and things like that, you know, sign this dotted line." But they didn't. They didn't think that this was going to be a big deal. I mean, Batman Begins was not supposed to be, and it really wasn't like a hit until The Dark Knight. Yeah. And at that point, Christopher Nolan kind of had creative control, and he kind of had DC, Warner Brothers by the balls. And it was really his baby then. But if Warner Brothers, if they would have signed a deal with uh, you know Christopher Nolan at the beginning saying, you know, if we want this to be an expanded universe type deal... Um, I think that we could have seen Christian Bale in in a Superman, you know, movie or a Superman versus Batman movie, but I think Warner Brothers kind of fucked that up, you know. No, yeah. no, I'm I'm glad they didn't because because the no, I, I mean, the Nolan verse is cool, but that's not the definitive version of Batman, and I want a new verse. I want a different version of Batman than that. I like the things that they did, but I I still want something else. I want something different. I don't. Oh, you're going to get it with Ben Affleck. I guarantee you're oh, going to get fuck, something different. Yeah, and you know what? It's going to be fucking sweet, too. Hey, 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 Steve. Hey, Steve, let me ask you a question. You know how you're, you're playing You're playing Arkham Arkham Origins right now. Now, yeah. you see how that Batman, Batman is really grizzly, and like he's like he's got, like, stipple and, like, what, 5 o'clock shadow? Yeah, all yeah, type. yeah. That's, that's how they're going to make, I think that's how they're going to make the Affleck Batman. 
because he has that like like they're actually they actually pushed that out just so they can just so they can show us how a grizzly looking Batman would be. So I mean honestly when I, when I first started playing that game I was like wow that they really went in that yeah, direction. Yeah, that's 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 basically the Batman that they're going to do. I mean in the game though he's a little bit earlier in his career in the movies he's supposed to be a little bit like dated. He's he's kind of weathered yeah. and experienced. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. He is going to be that grizzled dark driven kind of character because in the game you're right he's just like he's just driven he, nothing is going to stand in his way and I think that's yeah. the kind of version we're going to get exactly so. I, I don't know I don't know I'm still start playing games Brian start playing games yeah and take Brian so take that Brian no I'm take still I'm still tossing it <laughs> you son of a bitch I'm sorry I'm still tossing the casting I'm, I don't think it's a good choice I think there's better actors that they could have chosen like you said earlier Carl Urban I think Carl Urban would have been a fantastic choice uh, I'm still a, a, a huge supporter of Anson Mount from Hell on Wheels I think he would have been an awesome choice as a grizzled older Batman Ben Affleck nobody now, you guys are just falling into this media fucking bullshit where nope. they cast Ben Affleck. Like, nobody. Like, okay, before they cast Ben Affleck. What has Anson Mount been in besides Helen Wheels? Exactly. You know, he, he was in Crossroads. <laughs> he, he was in Crossroads. Which you want to cast the guy from Crossroads over <laughs> Affleck. No, hey, what That's was, what hey, saying. no, what was Hugh, ja- <laughs> what was Hugh Jackman in before he was Wolverine? What was Chris Hemsworth in before he was Thor? Nah. Okay, you got you got a good point there. They, I, so I'll what? tell you where they weren't in. They weren't in a movie with Britney Spears. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> you know what? I'm just saying that Ben Affleck was in a fucking movie with Jennifer Lopez. So you uh, both uh, can sit and spin because <laughs> – <laughs> being honest with you guys, I I have I have a, a, I have huge problems with Ben Affleck as my Batman. I love Batman. Apparently, apparently it's it's a rather large <laughs> issue for you. Guys, yeah. I love Batman. I do not want them to fuck this up. And guys, we're gonna have to do a psychiatrist <laughs> in Arkham City. <laughs> oh God, no! But seriously, guys, come on. You guys are like sold on Ben Affleck, and I, I, if if, come on, guys, seriously, like the day it was announced, where you guys were like, yeah, yes, I was, I no, was like, at, I'm- at, at first, at first, I was, I, I, I wasn't, I had a negative reaction at first, but I, but I thought about it. The more I thought about it, the, the more sense it made. No, the more the media told you how it's going to be. Okay. The media still says it sucks. No, 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 the, the media, whole... if you do a search on Ben Affleck as Batman, all you're going to fucking read is like five reasons why Ben Affleck is going to be a great Batman. And here's, <laughs> here, oh, here's an article with 10 reasons why Ben Affleck is going to be a great Batman. I think, I think, I think everybody here knows that, that my opinion does not jive with <laughs> mainstream media most of the time. So, um, I, I'm definitely not, um, falling into the media basket with the casting of Ben Affleck. I like it. I do, it's just personal, man. Hate me if you will. You son of a bitch, but I think it's going to be good. All right. Yeah, you can hate me too, because I'm good with it too. So, okay. Sean, what was your initial reaction when they cast Ben Affleck as Batman? Uh, I, you know, I didn't... I'm, I'm not... Like, I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, we'll see how it works out. Like, I'm not I'm not one that's going to jump the gun and be like, oh my god, I, I no! No, nah, I'm not going to do all that. I'm just going to be like, Okay, well, we'll see how it goes. If 
if Superman, Batman doesn't work, then guess what? Warner Brothers fucked up again. <laughs> and they got to restart it all over. But I'm telling you, Warner Brothers, I, I think I think they know they know not to do the wrong things now. And I think that they're learning their lesson from, first of all, one, they got Avengers to deal with. They have, first of all, the whole Marvel Universe to deal with. So they have to go, and they can't go in the wrong direction anymore. They have to go in the right direction. Because if they do, they know that they lost a lot of money if they mess up on this Superman Batman movie. And I yeah, don't you're think right. they- if, if this next movie fails, they're fucked. They cannot yeah. catch up. Well, they haven't. Like, they, an- everything's riding on this movie. They haven't announced anything past this. I mean, they've announced a bunch of things that are going to happen in this movie. Well, I mean, we've got Gal, Gal Gadot as uh, Wonder Woman, but they haven't announced another film. Like every other franchise out there has announced another film. I mean, you know. Fox has announced another, you know, X-Men movie, Apocalypse. And, and uh, you know, even Sony has announced, like, you know, was it, like, two more films past? Which is, which is first of all, one is stupid, but all right, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, they're, they're going balls out, man. They're going balls to the wall. They've got, like, four movies total. And, you know, like, oh, no, they've got five, dude. They've got fucking uh, Spider-Man 2. Three and then they've got the Sinister Six and a Venom film slated. Yeah. So they're going, they're going all out. Warner Brothers, they're like, just kind of like they're kind of like tiptoeing, and they're saying, okay, we're going to do this Batman versus Superman, but they're going to throw everybody into this film. I mean, we've heard rumors of Nightwing, Flash. You know, we know that Wonder Woman's going to be in this film in some capacity. I mean, we well, Jason Momoa might be in this movie. They they have they have to go. They, first of all, they have to start with their core three. First of all, they have to start with. So they they started with Superman. Superman was very successful. Would then they have to go into Batman, and then they can throw Wonder Woman in, which is easy. Which honestly, and I'm I'm gonna go off on a whole different thing. Is that Wonder Woman is probably one of the easiest stories to tell. They just they're just really stupid. But Warner Brothers has to be the dumbest studio for comic book movies ever because wonder woman is so easy and, and it's it's not hard to do they just can't find the right script or they just don't know what they're doing thank god they found a wonder woman but why haven't they done this before i, I don't know whatever wonder Bros is dumb <laughs> yada 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 but it i i honestly they have to like i said i'm just going to jump they have to start with their core three which is you know batman superman wonder woman once they get to that point, and they, they've done it right, there there should there should be no wrong from that from their standpoint. At you know that's how I see it anyway. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that they're scared of how they portray Wonder Woman. That's what I think. Is they they want to make sure that they portray her correctly because there are people have like. They have, they have, they have like how they want to see Wonder Woman seen on screen. Right. It's it, but it's, it's not hard. It, all you got to do is like this. This is what I had. Can't like I'm sorry to go off on a new tangent. No, but you're fine. This is, this, this is how I started off. I see it as you start. You start the movie from what? What was it? Famascara. You start from there. You, you see her as she grows up. You know, quick. You know, quick little things, and then you see her battling with 
you, you can get every Hollywood woman in in America, wherever you can get a, an actor from, you can get almost every woman to be in this film and to be to have side roles as women characters. You'd have such a strong movie if you brought in those kind of characters like, you know, whoever can be, you know, her mother. And then you got like all these women who have star power to be on that to be on that island. Them, you can see them fighting and all type of stuff. Like that's like the one open. That's like at least an hour or probably a half hour opening scene right there. You can have the guy come into the planet or come into uh to the island. You know, finding finding the women of I like it's. There's so many storylines you can go with, and they just they just don't know how to do it, man. I I don't understand. It's so easy. You know, I I, I thought about writing a script one day, and I was like, eh, you know, I'm not gonna do it, but I would love to. I just, I just want to see her want to kick ass. That's what I want to see. I mean, I just want to see her just be like, you know, not afraid of any man. Like, kind of like, you know, how they showed, uh, what's her face? Uh, Feora Ul in, uh, the original Man of Steel. When she yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly. what they're gonna do. You you liked Man of Steel. I, that's why I don't understand like st- you, how you have such hesitation towards the sequel. Like you you liked Man of Steel. And you're I just did like, like. I don't know about the sequel. I did. All the same people are involved, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I liked Man of Steel, but you know, I mean, they're not. I don't understand the casting of Ben Affleck as Batman. It just seems so weird. That's not like my first choice. I don't know why Zack Snyder was like, "Oh, we gotta get, we gotta get Ben Affleck." That's well, that was it. Wasn't Zack Snyder? It was probably Warner Brothers that told him to do that. Well, you know, they've come out and said Ben, that Zack Snyder was like that was the guy he wanted. I don't agree with that. I think that yeah, I think you're right. I think Warner Brothers was like, "We gotta get in bed with this guy. He's a great director, and like if we can get him to play Batman, then." We'll be able to have him direct other films for us in the future, but um, and I, I I wouldn't mind having you know Ben Affleck direct a Justice League film. I just don't want him to star in it in any capacity. But, but it but it would be one of the you, you would you you have to admit that it would be like one of the most one of the times you would be the most happy to eat crow is if it's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah, if this movie blows my mind, but like guys, they're like talking about throwing everything in the kitchen, everything but the kitchen sink into this film. I like. You've got Wonder Woman. You've got, you know, I think Marvel Studios did it right. They did separate movies for everything, and at the end of each movie, they had you know uh, Nick Fury come in there and talk to each character or whatever. Well, they they did they did it right, but but Warner Brothers can't do that. They can't copy that same thing because as soon as they do that, they're gonna get everyone's gonna be talking shit on them for copying the same formula that Marvel did. So they're trying to do they're trying to get to the same they're trying to get the same result. Through a different path. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. So we're going to have a Batman versus Superman movie that's going to have to explain the origin of Wonder Woman and the Flash at the same time in two and a half hours. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I'm I'm glad you read the script so that you so that you know exactly how that's going to work. Well, I didn't read the script, but but everybody's talking about those characters being involved in the film. I don't know how we're going to get a proper Wonder Woman origin. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe we won't. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe we will. Who knows? We don't know anything. All we know is that Ben Affleck was cast as Batman, Gal Gadot was cast as Wonder Woman, and you don't like either of them. <laughs> no, 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 no. I said I retracted. I retracted what I said. Oh, about did you me. retract Gal? You retracted. I retracted that last week. I okay, said, okay, you're right. You did. I said I'm going to give it a taste. It. Yeah, I'm no. glad I changed your mind. 
You did. You did. You sent me that text, and I and I thought, you know, this is somebody who wants to play Wonder Woman. She was in the Israeli uh, defense uh, forces, and, you know, I'm going to give her a chance. I'm going to see what they can do with her. But I'm, I'm going to toss Ben Affleck. Absolutely. I mean, he hasn't proven to me that he can play Batman. Come on. Look at Daredevil. I, oh, I guess there's the 10-year rule. <laughs> Have you seen the director's cut of Daredevil? Yeah, I own Daredevil. And I own the director's the cut. The director's cut's actually pretty good. Uh, it's actually better. Yeah, way better. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, that that was a whole uh, long segment that we didn't plan. But there you go. You can't ask me these. You can't ask me these questions and think I'm not going to answer them. Like with, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been holding this shit in for a while. <laughs> I, I don't have anybody to talk to sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> not like this anyway. It's an open platform. <laughs> uh, Joshua Wolf. He says uh, one of our listeners. He says toss this whole movie. Uh, Aaron Menefee says talented but he's not very well spoken this is back to the Lex Luthor casting okay Um, talented but he's not very well spoken and that's why I wouldn't want him as Lex hard to play someone like Luthor when you gargle through every line Um, Devin Kyle Williams says I think you would tear it up Chris Williams says toss yeah toss the whole movie they're trying to throw too much in uh, Craig Clifton says, "Toss it. This is getting dumber as it goes." Guys, I'm I'm agreeing with these guys. I mean, this is they're just trying to throw too much into a Superman sequel. I mean, this is like supposed to be Batman versus Superman, but this is like Batman versus Superman plus Nightwing plus Flash plus Lex Luthor plus uh, uh, Wonder Woman plus uh, who the fuck is Jason Momoa playing possibly? It is a lot. It is, it is, it is, a lot it to is handle, but yeah, it is getting quite crowded. I'll, I'll give you that. It's getting quite crowded, but I'm still excited. And I'm, you know, what, we're regardless of what we think about it, we're all going to have to be there fucking opening weekend. So, yep, in IMAX 3D. Yeah, they got yeah. The most expensive showing is going to be where I'm at that night. So it's like as much shit as we can talk about. It, they still already have my money. So yeah, they already have my money too. Yeah, I'm, we're going to do a show on it. You know it, but. I don't know. I still got to toss the casting of, of Ben Affleck. I just think it that was the last person anybody was thinking. I mean, there were a bunch of names that were being thrown out there, and the last name I ever thought of was Ben Affleck. Come on. So wait, again, again, wait, wait, again, what what rating are you giving the Ben Affleck casting? Toss again? it. Okay, just, I'm, I'm, I just want to make sure that we're, everyone's clear. You know what? I'm going to give your fucking, I'm going to give your attitude <laughs> and snarky comments a toss it, too, while I'm at it. <laughs> you condescending son of a bitch. <laughs> I I am entitled to my opinion, and I, I honestly I think that the majority of people are going to see things my way, unless they, you know, but unless they're they're uh, you know media sheep like you two. That, uh, no, you're media sheep. Like you read these articles. Like I honestly think, like when the first when they first announced the casting, Sean, I may give it to you that you may have read it and been like, oh, okay, I'm gonna give it a shot. But Steve, I think you read it and you were like, ah. But then the more articles you read about why Ben Affleck could make a good Batman, it kind of changed your thoughts. No, get out of my head, Brian. 
Get out of my head. It's the media. It's the media. All these different articles with the media saying why Ben Affleck could be a great Batman. And everybody's just buying into it. And they, they want this movie to be good. They want it to be good. So they're just wishing. They're just wishing. You're just you're trying to believe in Santa Claus, and I'm just telling you guys. You're, you're not you're not wishing that it's going to be good. No, I'm wishing that it's going to be good. <laughs> but you know what? You can wish in one hand, shit in the other. See which one fills up first. Yeah, that's a grumpy old man <laughs> quote. But fuck you. I honestly think that Ben oh, Affleck is goodness. not the best choice as Batman. All right. Eat that crow. I can't wait to eat that crow. <laughs> I hope I eat crow. I hope the movie's amazing. I really do. You better call my you better call my ass back on the, on the day that you review that movie because I want I got a crow and I'm gonna send one right to you in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you at. <laughs> oh man. I seriously guys, I hope I do eat crow on that one because I hope it is amazing. I I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I go because I, I I was surprised by the Man of Steel movie. I I didn't really I didn't really what? know what you, to expect. You were fucking surprised by that movie. How were you surprised by that movie, guys? We, How I saw I saw Superman Returns and uh, so we all first of all we all we first of all, we know me and you we talked about Brian Singer and his shitty ass directing. Yeah, we both <laughs> we both knew that that was going to be a piece of garbage. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, but man. literally, like I, like I mean, we you've probably seen Sucker Punch too, but the gra- the 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 visuals, the gra- yeah, the visuals in Sucker Punch were were yeah, amazing. They were. So I, I didn't see Zack Snyder doing like I was like, okay, there's nothing that could be worse than Superman Returns. So I know that I'm going to be on board for this movie, even though the trailer alone caught me straight from the beginning. Yeah, when he yeah, started, I'm, I'm, right, I'm right with you, Sean. I, I knew, I yeah. knew I, yeah, I wasn't surprised by that movie. I, I, I went into it fully expecting it to be awesome, and yeah. it was. Yeah, not even the teaser. The teaser had me sold. The teaser, and they didn't say anything in the teaser. I was like, oh, this is already a better, a better Superman already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. it was that little thirty second teaser was way better than Superman Returns. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so. and the casting alone—they went balls to the wall. I mean, Kevin Costner, Russell Crowe. I yeah. mean, Amy Adams. Yeah, I mean they. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I love Zack Snyder. And I mean, so. But uh, there you go. Yeah. I, okay, guys. I, I I am going to. You don't believe me when I tell you this. When I do see Man of Steel 2 or Batman vs. Superman or whatever they want to call this film, when I do go to the theater and I watch this, if I love this movie and if I love Ben Affleck's performance as Bruce Wayne, as Batman, I will get on here and say, listen, I was wrong. I was wrong. This movie was amazing. I loved it and I Tupperware the shit out of it. But and you, better, and you better have and you better have a crow soundbite too when you do it. <laughs> I will, I will. You will hear a crow go ah, ah, or whatever. Yeah, that I, has to be the intro. It will, it will. Oh. I will play every. I will play me saying I toss the casting. I will play. There will be like a whole oh, intro yeah. of me talking about how I toss it and how it sucks. Ah, ah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> And then I will get on here and say that I was wrong. But until then, but you guys remember, if I am right, if I am right and this movie sucks, balls, I want you guys to remember exactly <laughs> how supportive you were of Ben Affleck. And you I want to do the same thing. You got to play all of our sound bites. All right. <laughs> about how awesome we think it's going to be. All right. All right. 
Okay. All right. I think we've I, I've I think we've gone on long enough about this, and uh, I think we're ready to wrap up this episode. But um, I don't know. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? No. You know, I really just wanted to say thank you again to Sean Hamilton for joining us tonight and helping us out getting this show. It was a last minute um, emergency situation, and you filled in, and couldn't be happier, man. You did a great job tonight. Oh man, it was fucking fun, man. I, I I could do this every week if y'all asked me to, but y'all ain't going to. So you know what? Keep me off until uh, that other Tom Cruise movie comes up comes out. <laughs> yeah, you got to come back for the end of tomorrow review. <laughs> yeah. You're definitely coming back for Man of Steel too. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, that's right. No, we we might have you on next week. I had a good time. Um, hey. But uh, <laughs> hey, Sean, if if uh, people want to follow you or your artwork, how do they do that? Hey, you can uh, go on um, creatingstudios.com or you can find me on Instagram. I'm always uh, doing sketches and stuff. I'm always giving away stuff too, so you can follow me at Creating Studios uh, Instagram um, and uh, just follow me. And I'm sometimes giving stuff away, and I'll probably be sending some stuff to Brian soon, so you can give away some stuff too. So that's it. Yeah, Sean, thank you so much for filling in this week. Um, but we'll be back next week with a, uh, with, uh, I think we're gonna have our Tupperwares. It's our, uh, end of the year awards. Um, but, uh, I've, I've had, a, I've had a lot of fun this week. Sean, I can't thank you enough. Steve, thank you for being here this week. But, uh, you know, uh, next week, uh, we'll come back with our Tupperwares and just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bag, Thank you for your patronage, and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. From Pop Culture Leftovers, I just want to wish everybody out there a uh, safe and happy holidays. Uh, Have a Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll see you guys in 2014. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. And as always, check out our website, www.popcultureleftovers.com. We've got great articles there. Comic reviews, movie reviews, television reviews. It's awesome. Check it out. And if you're interested in writing for the site, uh, we definitely need more writers. So send an email to domesticateddave at gmail.com. And if David Griffin likes what he reads, he'll get in contact with you. And you can be part of the team. Remember, this is a non-paying gig, but it's a really cool way to have your voice heard, and we'd love to read your submissions. So get in contact with David, and thank you. And check us out on Tumblr, too, motherfuckers. (laughs) And don't forget, we're on Instagram, too. (laughs) Yeah, that just happened. Already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before And we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Couldn't
Cause it good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Hey, erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftover. And with the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftover. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. That original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture, push over pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture, push over pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers.